Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. This is a kind of recap and reflection episode on episodes 73 to 84, which were all thematically related. And they were basically, I guess we could say they were about mainly our conscious selves, like the part of us that we're kind of aware of and can hear, so to speak, and uh, and our existence. Obviously, I, that's quite deep. Uh, but there, I find that these are super important um, questions um, and they relate to, I guess, purpose, finding our sense of duty, and be able to kind of see and understand the world we're in. Um, these questions, and I guess some of the ideas I explored were, um, especially at parts very Eastern in nature, uh, very, you know, what a lot of people understand, the kind of a lot of Buddhist ideas, certainly influenced by some of that reading. Um, but I do believe that even though they are kind of... Uh, they're, they're observational, okay, uh, breakdown of, I guess, how we kind of think and be. But I also think that they're very helpful and they're, they're really good things to be aware of because they help give us perspective. So I guess to recap, um, a part of part of what we talked about is that we're not necessarily just this, this individual, completely autonomous, uncritical, um, uncompromising voice and the voice that we hear in our head, but that voice is really comprised of so much. Right, I talk about it right now as the conscious self. Right, that that part of me that's talking right now, that's t- sending the words down, is not completely autonomous and freely chosen. Right, so everything I'm talking about, as I just said, has been composed by stuff I've read, experience, experiences I've had, and then kind of the mixture of the two into a sort of cake of an idea. So it's the combination. Everyone who reads the same thing doesn't react the same way, right? And that's why we have angry Twitter and Facebook comments. So it's always a subject of what people have experienced plus, you know, what the stimulus in the environment is, say something that's read or heard. And then you layer on all the other factor, factors, cultural, environmental, uh, all the other fa- and genetic, biological, all these other factors. So there's so many different things that constitute who you are. So then we kind of talked about a lot this paradox of our free will. So you can... Um, you can get caught in kind of deterministic kind of framework here, which is the idea that, you know, well, the question around are we determining what we do in our life or do we have the illusion of free will? And so it can be quite confusing because if you think you don't have free will, you kind of put your your hands up and say, well, you know, I killed that person, but I'm not in control. Or, you know, I cheated on my wife or I cheated on my husband, but I'm not in control. It's probably not a very accurate or helpful way of thinking, even if that were true. Though I guess my understanding of it and the best understanding I've managed so far, what I find helpful is to think of it as the, what I call the coach analogy, the sporting team coach analogy, which is there are all these factors that do constitute and comprise the you and influence the you as you are. You may not be fully aware of them all. Maybe you never will be. But you can influence and impact the parts, right? The coach is not on the pitch in soccer or basketball or rugby or netball or any team sport. Uh, Well, usually, obviously. The coach is on the sideline influencing the players, preparing them beforehand, right? Giving them a a system to play in a style of play. So what does that mean for practically for everyday life? If you think about it, I can't, um, for example naturally wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning and I can't naturally be less afraid of heights or having a gun held to my head tomorrow or maybe ever. So it's, it's not like thought, 
change. It, it, the, the loop doesn't work that quickly. But what we can do is influence the, around, the environment around us, right? You set an alarm. It's something that you've kind of outsourced waking yourself up to. That's a very simple example of a system and environmental stimulus that's meant to change you, right? You choose to read certain things. You choose to listen to this podcast. Um, you maybe ask people for advice instead of letting your own thoughts stew and you get other perspectives, right? You move to a different community. You move to a different area. You go to a different school. So you can manipulate the environment around you and you can slowly condition and train Astro the dog and, and kind of make change that way. So you're using the environment around you. Make the, a dance choreographer creates these really intricate things that are way out of their personal control, elaborate dances, but it's through training and sequencing and combining elements into a whole that is desirable that the individual can't facilitate on their own. If we lived in a vacuum, we wouldn't have, you know, if we were just people that floated out in space and weren't ever able to communicate and talk to one another, we'd never learn language, we'd never learn these ideas. So it's this whole dance between, it's all built on, all our ideas are sourced from the environment around us. What I guess changes is how we're able to specialize over the course of our lifetime to us, to suiting the best ideas we have at that point in time. So we really deeped di uh, we dived deeply rather into that idea in those uh, from episode 73 to 84. That's really what we dived into and that was the kind of overarching analogy for it that I, I, I find works for me quite well. And it's probably a challenge to the way you normally think about yourself. So if you had a list of, uh, when's this episode going to be out? Early February. So, <laughs> sorry, it's it's early. It's kind of early mid-Jan when I'm recording. So a lot of people are doing goal setting and thinking about their year and New Year's resolutions and how their business is going to go this year and all that sort of thing. And I guess you're a person with indiv very individual, specific goals and ambitions and drives at the moment. Right? You want to see this happen. You want to see that happen. You want certain things for yourself. When you think about yourself and your conscious self as this weirdly constructed voice kind of like the team it's like all these moving parts you don't directly control but you kind of indirectly create change in you and grow you um, it's, it's super dynamic and interesting because then it sheds a new light on all the things you want so will you still save up for a car this year when you think about the deeper construct of who you are and why you might be here uh, a lot of the time we're very ignorant well, it's not very common for us to deep dive and explore these deep existential questions right like what is the nature of our existence it hurts your head it can make you very afraid and it feels very strange. Uh, but I think it's something we need to embrace more of because it just gives you a healthy perspective once again. So that was uh, something we talked a lot about. And uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> just checking here, I, I really think that would be the crux of it. I think another theme when we think of ourselves this way, so one of the podcast episodes was on uh, well, we, two podcast episodes talked about the faceless men um, from Game of Thrones, the TV show, and this whole idea of, I guess, dropping our dropping ideas of our self-importance, trying to feel significant, because this is one thing we're all biased to feel, is to try and find a way for feeling important. Now, look at me. I've got a podcast with my name, okay? I've got a blog, uh, you know, working on one book and certainly many more books as an author, um, entrepreneurial projects that circle back to me. Uh, I have an idea that I'm a good person trying to do good things in the world. So even looking at the example of me, 
there are all these ways I'm exposed to this idea that I'm an important person and I've got to be very careful dancing that line. That's one of the biggest, um, yeah, big, and we're going to talk in the next sequence of podcast episodes about intrinsic and extrinsic drives, like what our motivations are. We've talked about it a lot before, but we're going to dedicate more time to it. And so it's really interesting. Like you've got to question very often, in my opinion, am I just doing it? All of us want to feel like we're creating impact. Most of the people listening to this podcast anyway want to feel like we're doing good in the world, that we're good people, and I'm like you in that way. But that's why taking a kind of what my friend Michael calls the helicopter, so getting in the helicopter every now and then, going up above and then looking down at yourself uh, somewhat objectively and thinking about, wow, who am I as a person? I'm watching this person Joe go around and do all these things. What sort of person am I? Where can I admit that there is a need for self-importance and where is it okay? But I guess the, the reminder, I guess, hopefully today for you when you're listening to this, this is just an opportunity to just drop that idea of the need of the self-importance. And it's scary because it's dropping things you've probably invested a lot of stock in. Maybe you see yourself as a leader. Maybe you see, maybe you see yourself as an innovator. But then dropping that need for self-importance is, is um, I guess, important. Ironically, pardon the pun. Just to permit more clear vision. And the whole thing with the faceless man, I broke down the whole the two lines they use a lot in Game of Thrones, Valor Mokules and Valor Dahires, which is the first one means all men must die. And we can call that kind of the death of the ego, the death of our narcissism, this, this unhealthy ideas about our importance. And then all men must serve. So once you kind of kill that idea, you can look at the fact that, yeah, what am I here to do? Who am I here to serve? And that was one of our questions, reflection questions is, who are you serving right now? We talked about in those episodes. How do we drop the need for our self-importance? It's not just an instruction that we implement because if you're thinking about who you are as a person, the things you hold close to you, right? Your project that's starting to pick up or the project you're going to start or the house you're going to buy and the, the ideals you have in your life that you want to make sure you're engaging in a healthy way. Uh, some of the tools I find most powerful are the minimum viable lifestyle uh, the Audience of None. So The Audience of None hasn't been recorded yet as a podcast episode. The Minimum Viable Lifestyle, we talked about episodes one to three, the foundation, because they're so foundational, uh, um, obviously enough. So if you're curious about that, it's basically going back to what is the least you can make do with and your life would still be remarkable. That question cuts a lot of the fluff out of your idea of yourself and leaves uh, the substantial and the worthwhile. And the key with minimum viable lifestyle, the easiest part to do is think about how much income you need. That's only the first step, all right? Income is easy to be uh, modest and humble about. Like, oh yeah, I only need $25,000, $30,000, $50,000 a year to live on. Okay, that's very straightforward. What people find harder, because it's not as clear socially, it's not as frowned upon socially, is what activities in my life What's the size of the business I'm in, for example? The significance of my job title? What are the simplest versions of work and uh, you know, feeling like I'm having impact? And what are the simplest, humblest, and smallest versions of that that still feel like a win, right? And I th I, from the book we've got coming out, 18 and Lost, I think I talked about you know, our book definitely helped, as far as we could tell, some of the other authors. And for me, in the work of um, our kind of do hat labs and constant student these things that we've got coming out project wise that's almost enough then everyone after this is kind of a bonus 
right? Audience of none, um, you'll have to go to the blog. Apologies, I don't have a podcast on that yet, which basically just asks what, what would you perform for an audience of none if no one was watching? The only applause you could listen for at the end was your own. What would that performance be? And, uh, and I guess the other thing, I didn't write down my notes here, but the thousand doors, you know, and concentrating on opening doors for others, right? I, I repeat that at the end of every episode um, because I believe it is the best way to kind of operate and live life by concentrating on opening doors for others. Um, even I put a picture recently of someone who, uh, someone who um, without getting to specifics, had something tragic happen to them recently. And someone who's kind of typifies, I guess, what I'm trying to work towards, like the, the sort of person I want to help. And I actually put them, their picture in my journal, which I write in every day. So there's a reminder every day of like the sort of the, the, the doors I want to open for others because it's so easy to kind of lose sight of that. And I guess the whole point of, you know, all men must die and the idea of our, the narrative of ourselves when we consider what this conscious voice in our head that wants all these things, influenced by Astro the dog wants, and we c when we can manage or kill or whatever it is that image that that ideal, that warped ideal of our lives, we can instead focus on the pure and more genuine and humble part of us that wants to serve others. And for me, that's the lo logically what I call, I guess, this logical conclusion that everyone can kind of come to when they can see clearly is that clearly that method of living focusing on opening doors for others is the best way to live and protects you from all the devilish traps that our world can present at different times so that's a reflection on those episodes so i don't know if you've just jumped to this or you've already listened to them but you can kind of go back and see which of those episodes might be worth going into more specifically and but yeah we'll be moving on talking about intrinsic and extrinsic drives next which i'm really excited for i think that's high powerful and this was very philosophical and high level and deep and ugh you know but intrinsic and extrinsic is sort of very very everyday very very relevant to goal setting ambition and uh, because i know there's a lot of high achievers <laughs> and high performers or in in building rather or, or already established that listen to this and so those are some of the biggest lines to kind of dance on the intrinsic versus extrinsic so super excited to go into that next but apart from that thank you very much for listening as always um yeah everything else can be found on the website www.withjoeby.com and just remember obviously i've already said it for this episode but concentrate on opening doors for others and i look forward to seeing you again tomorrow <laughs>